Thanks for checking out and subscribing to the Bro Talk Live podcast. Now, if you're interested in advertising on the show, hit us up on our Contact Us page on brotalklive.com. If you like the show, leave us a rating on iTunes or the Google Play Store. But most of all, enjoy the show. We're brothers. We're happy and we're singing and we're colored. Give me a lineup we have hurricane harvey we're going to talk about that beast that's happening down in houston texas uh, we're also going to talk about joel osteen um the great pastor stacy dash russell wilson amber rose and 21 savage also make the show tonight this is another edition of bro talk live the best show on the internet for us by us my name is jason let's kick it over to my main man dex what up bro Next the one here. So people know that I have strong ties to Texas and a lot of people have been texting, texting me about what's going on with my family down there and everything. And my family's fine. Um, just a lot of like strong rain, but like no flooding in their area currently. And um, everybody's OK. So just uh, keep them in your prayers and everyone else that's dealing with this devastation down in Texas. Well, good. Have they, are they in the shelters or are they just have? No, they're still, they're still home actually. And it's crazy too, because my cousins, their high school, which is obviously in the, in the area that's close to their home is completely flooded. Their high school is, but their home is fine. And I guess it's because how it's built and where it's, you know, where it is, but like, right. luckily like little to no flooding in that area, but the high school is not so good. It's crazy. Tata God, how are you, sir? I'm doing okay. I'm uh, going back to school, so I'm repping my uh, new college. I see. What is what's that there? What, what do we have here? What is that? I'm repping my new college, Cabrini University. Um, so I don't rep Lincoln. No, I'm just kidding. Okay. Well, more power to you. Um, and it's all for free, ninety nine, correct? On the house. Um, actually, I I could not get a grant for free. I got half off. I wasn't okay. able to go get a, like the full grant like I did last time. So, are you going to be Doctor Tyson or what's going on? Years, actually, I'm getting a second master because um, of just how things are moving. But I plan on going straight through. Oh, so you're going to do this again? Like this is uh, I can't, <laughs> Bill. <laughs> I can't, Bill. I thought this was it. Like I thought we had the finish line here. Like. Uh, we're, we're going, we got about four or five more years of this. Oh, goodness. Uh, William, how are you, sir? I'm here, annoyed, tired, because we're also back to school, um, back at work school and back in class school. Um, but I'm annoyed. Those babies are you up? So, uh, no, the babies ain't back yet. I'm annoyed um, by stupid people on my timeline, which I'm sure we'll address when we get to this Joel Olstein segment. Oh, yeah. Speaking of that, um, Bro Talk Live, we're right on the mark. We're going to start you off with the biggest story, of course, of the week, which is the hurricane that's happening down in Houston currently, Hurricane Harvey. Um, a lot of people were making a big deal about why people weren't told to evacuate um, the scene there in Houston, Texas, and why so many people were left behind in their houses and left just kind of without anywhere to go. Um, the mayor of Houston address these concerns by saying you literally cannot put 6.5 million people on the road. If you think the situation right now is bad, you give an order to evacuate, you're creating a nightmare. Um, 
the Harris County judge, Edward Emmett, also followed up what the mayor said by saying, if we wanted to call an evacuation, we wouldn't even know where to call it because we don't know where the rain's going to fall, which watersheds are going to be affected. There's absolutely no reason to evacuate from Houston or the greater Houston area. So this is before the storm happened. And of course, the storm has since happened and is dumping, you know, gallons and gallons and millions of gallons of water um, all throughout the Houston area and flooding places like crazy. Um, This is a person on Twitter that I saw who had a a different way of explaining it. Um, Let me tell you people (laughs) that have never evacuated a major city during a hurricane, a mini thread. There's a huge difference between evacuating a city like Houston which has 2.4 million people, and Corpus Christi, which has 326,000. When there's that many people on the road, you don't simply get to evacuate. We tried to evacuate ahead of Hurricane Hurricane Rita, I'm sorry, which was supposed to be a direct hit to Houston shortly after Katrina. Look it up. 23 hours to get from Houston to San Antonio, where we evacuated. It usually takes three to four hours. Let me say this. Talking about the mayor, Sylvester Turner saved a lot of people by not calling for a major evacuation. This is the freeway I spent 23 hours on, talking about back in Hurricane Rita. That water filled up in less than eight hours. Families would have drowned in their cars by trying to all leave at once. I know I'm not going to change my many minds, but I hope that I provide a little bit of perspective from someone that is actually here. Something else that um, was a cause or an effect, I should say, something that happened because of this, where a lot of celebrities decided to make their um, voices heard, make their wallets heard by donating a lot of money themselves. This is something that um, is always good to see when people with a lot of money are able to give to people in need. Kevin Hart started this uh, Hurricane Harvey Relief Challenge um, on his Instagram page by donating $25,000. He challenged people like The Rock, Beyonce, Chris Rock, Jay-Z, a lot of other people to donate what they would as well. And some people did step up, like DJ Khaled, um, Nicki Minaj, Kim Kardashian. Uh, Chris Brown said he would not donate to the Red Cross because he doesn't trust them, but his money, quote unquote, will go to the people. Um, J.J. Watt ended up raising, as of this point, $4 million um, for the relief efforts. J.J. Watt is a uh, player for the Houston Texans, um, the local team there, Um, which moves us to a local pastor, Mr. Joel Osteen. Uh, He tweeted this. Pastor Joel Osteen. Sorry, Pastor Joel Osteen, whatever you want to call him. Um, (laughs) He tweeted this on Friday, shortly before the storm. ravaged through the area. Uh, Victoria and I are praying for everyone affected by Hurricane Harvey. Please join us as we pray for the safety of our Texas friends and family. Um, They also posted on their Facebook page that their church is inaccessible due to severe flooding, saying that they want to make sure that that they are safe. Please see the list below for safe shelters. And they posted a list of a lot of the shelters in the area um, and a lot of numbers that they can go. Uh, It says shelters are beginning to open up around the Houston area for those displaced by the storm. So a lot of people start talking on Twitter and other social media sites saying Joel Osteen won't open his church that holds 16,000 to hurricane victims because it only provides shelter from taxes. And a lot of people were saying the same things, including this person on Facebook. If you guys at Lakewood cared half as much about your own people as you do for your Sunday offerings, you definitely have those doors open. Remember who gave you that arena. Your members paid for that church. You guys owe it to the community to support them as Houstonians have supported you over the years. Open up the church and all this will go away. To say the church is inaccessible is right, but it's not flooded. Only the roads are flooded, but the city buses, National Guard trucks can move people to and from locations. Lakewood simply needs to do what's right here. 
there's a lot of reactions to the story. T.I. also had something to say about it. For some reason, he felt like his voice needed to be heard in this situation. <laughs> and he said, uh, this is why people like me don't trust the mega churches. How can someone, especially a so-called man of God, make 70 M's, like that's 70 million a year, tax-free from citizens of a city that's now in distress and in dire, did not spell that correctly, uh, need of food and shelter, not open the doors of God's house, supposedly, to help those in need. Joel Osteen, you, sir, are a fraud. Ministers, preachers, pastors, reverends are all supposed to be servants sent here to do the Lord's work, not just sitting back in comfort, watching as Satan, I think he meant Satan, has his way. Um, F out of here. We cannot afford to continue to just go and give our money away to people who pose as preachers in their big lavish magic churches without holding them accountable when we need them. Tithing is a selfless acts of kindness and what you do for others. Stop giving y'all money to these blanks like they're going to turn your bread over to God. Negro, please. Uh, Joel Osteen heard word of all of this backlash and decided to respond by saying, we've never closed our doors. Um, we will continue to be a distribution center to those in need. We are prepared to house people once shelters reach capacity. Lakewood will be a value community in the aftermath of the storm. And that's exactly what they did. Water receded by Monday and on Tuesday, the church began accepting people, including busloads and cars and people like that. Um, they said they have 100 beds ready there. But the problem all along, according to the church was that it's prone to horrific flooding. And if the building starts to flood, it floods in an instant. If we had people on the first floor, you'd be writing a whole different story. They're saying, I'm telling you, it will be horrific. Guys, uh, the Joel Osteen backlash, what are your thoughts? Bill, you said uh, th this kind of pissed you off. What pissed you off about the people reacting like this to Pastor Joel uh, Osteen? Um, so I spoke earlier. I didn't, I didn't plan on mentioning it, um, but I spoke earlier with Dex this week. Um, about the whole thing because I know he had relatives um, still in Texas and I, I have a lot of friends um, that I know in different jurisdictions. I have friends, uh, a couple of which who have recently moved out of Texas so they're no longer there, but they still have family there. Um, and I know some people that actually go to Lakewood. Um, I, was, I, I actually have pictures of the churches flooding are so selfish. Like, I don't, I don't like... Uh, like, I, like when, when I was talking to Dex, like it's aggravating when you like you you talk about the thought of evacuating because like where are people going to evacuate to? Like my whole life is right here. Like I'm I'm supposed to just pick up what I have, like my essentials, and just move to where? Like where? Number one, number two. What is whole Joe Osteen thing? His staff members live in Texas. That's the first thing. So that means that they they too have their families in the middle of harm's way. Like, like you, you don't, you, 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 you just think that Joel Osteen can just snap his finger and the church opens. That's not how it works. Number three, there are rules in Texas that I, I, I looked up myself. There are rules in Texas that you have to, you have to get certain permits in order to be declared a shelter. You can't just go opening up your church or opening up your doors all willy nilly. And like, oh, yeah, I'm a shelter. It doesn't work that way. The, the other thing is his church actually flooded. And even if his church didn't flood, he's in a declared flood zone. And so the roads to get to his church are flooded. You want people drowning to get to his church? So so when I when I posted the pictures, people are like, 
oh, that's only in the basement. His church is only flooded in the basement. You don't know when it's going to stop flooding. You just assume that it's only in the basement. Like, are you stupid? Like, you literally don't think. Like, so so his church is flooded in the basement. Do you think that the foundations are okay? Like, do, like people don't think things through. Everybody just runs a church nowadays, so everybody just has something to say. Like, be quiet and, and learn something before you go speaking. And half y'all don't even go to church on a Sunday when it's dry outside. Half y'all won't even give your money to tithe in the first place. And the first place you're going to run is to the church? Like, what do you, Joe Lowstein ain't even my pastor. Like, I don't even agree with the, the big message he preaches about prosperity gospel. But y'all out here bashing this man when you're, the church in your city right now is dry and you won't even go and donate no money. Shut your face. Learn something. Sit down and shut up. Well, I don't you see you putting any... on your jet and your boat going out there to save nobody. Like, I don't see you donating from your little $10 an hour job. You ain't done nothing. Uh, Do you have any comments on uh, the accusations levied against Joel Osteen? Yeah, I mean, like, I, under- I understand it because, you know, I have friends all the time who text me that to let me know, like, oh, look, I don't have anywhere to go or I'll be in Philadelphia for the weekend or whatever. You know, I pull a Joel Osteen, you know, I'll send you a prayer, but you can't stay here. You know, so I completely understand where he's coming from when it comes to this. Like, you can't stay here. That's it. <laughs> That's so, <laughs> Dex, I want you to see this for like 30 seconds. You can always get these prayers. <laughs> Amen. Uh, Ty, what was your thoughts when you heard the, the accusations levied against Mr. So I keep saying Mr. Pastor uh, Joel Osteen. In all honesty, this is the first I'm hearing of the story, believe it or not, because I've been locked away um, doing some stuff. But I feel Pleasure. like... Huh? Pleasure? <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I don't know what's happening. Anyway, so, you set yourself uh, up for this. <laughs> like, um, I, I just <laughs> people never understand, and I find when you're in any type of leadership position of any kind, people don't know what shoes you walk in. They don't understand things from your perspective. They don't understand anything that you have to do, anything that it requires to be you. You understand what I'm saying? Only thing people can do is sit around and talk about what you should have done, but they don't know what you have to do because they've never been in your shoes and in your position. So I don't know what Joe Austin is supposed to do. Um, pastors of a church that magnitude, I know, don't have the ability to just say whatever they want to say, do what they want to do. They have boards and committees and all types of crazy stuff where they would have to decide that that was something they can do. So for you to just go on Twitter and start calling me a fraud because I tweeted that my church was not accessible, accessible meaning um, that's a liability as well. If I have a clearly flooding building and I start letting people in there, like even if it's only flooded in some sections, they, the guy on the, when I was look, watching one of the newscasters, he was half, half of his body was in water and they were still expecting three more days. And he said, by the time this is over, it'll probably be past my, where or all the way up to my neck. You understand what I'm saying? Right. And so you, if the, if the building has already begun to flood, he, there are, are experts who get, who have to go in there and say, I'm not making excuses for this guy. I don't know. But you, but the, the the moral of the story is neither do you. 
So go ahead and shut up and let him do what he's supposed to do. All right. Here's wait, wait, real quick. Here's I'm sorry, Jason. Here's my other thing. Um, 18 minutes away from Houston, Texas is is Arlington, Texas, where the Cowboy Stadium is. Did anybody open up Cowboy Stadium? Did Derry Jones go open up the Cowboy Stadium? How about right there in Houston, Texas? Is the Texans um uh the Texan stadium. Did the Texans owner go open up their stadium? No, but all y'all dummies going to turn on TV on Sunday and watch football. Won't you? All right. Well, someone else who had like Tyler's alluding to a hard job to do um, in this whole situation was uh, president Obama. Apparently this got people asking um, why president Obama was during the last natural disaster. Um, people were pissed. Uh, how come we never saw Obama helping the Katrina victims? Oh, that's right. He was golfing at the time. Um, thanking Donald Trump for going down there and saying, thank you, Trump. This is how a real president leads. Where was Obama during Katrina? Of course, another thing, probably golfing. I don't understand what this whole golf and Obama during Katrina thing came from, but it doesn't matter because he wasn't president. I don't I don't get where people assume that Barack Obama was president during Hurricane Katrina. Like it, it never happened. Are you are you high? What the hell are you talking about? Um, a reaction to the people thinking or giving fake news that Obama was somehow president back in 2005. <laughs> I don't even know what else to say past that. I mean, these clearly can't be voting age people. Like they, people. I just knew when you said that you were going to talk about President Current Donald Trump. I just did not expect you to say Barack Obama. Like that's (laughs) that's shocking to me. I will say though, with um, President Donald Trump though, I did see this picture today of him and his wife getting ready to go to Texas. And like his wife was dressed to the nines, like she had on high heel shoes. Like, pumps. It, like it really blood. bothered me. Like you, you are really showing that. Like I'm not getting wet, okay? <laughs> like I'm not here for it. I'm not here. She for was rocking stilettos, wasn't she? And, and then she had the audacity to have like this army type jacket, not an army print, but it was like a like a forest green kind of jacket, kind of like like what are you jacket. doing? She knows what's up. He didn't even, the president didn't even have on like rain boots or anything like that. He had on like dockers like you have no interest in getting wet like you're like you're not a man of the people and it's 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 clear with this situation he's obviously not these are people who actually put you in the white house are his people so (laughs) he said what do you want me to do go down there with a mop <laughs> he told, told him he luck. gave them his message. He told them what he told him. He said, "Good luck and Godspeed." Um, Godspeed. Do, do what you got to do. But like people who support Trump have to automatically be anti President, former President um, Obama. So it's like they anything Trump does. He said, "What was Obama doing?" And like so. It's their reaction so quickly that they don't even realize that oh, President Obama wasn't always president. He was only president for eight years. Like literally, one of the worst parts of Trump's, I mean, of Bush's presidency was the fact because uh, he didn't respond to Katrina and the fact that you try to ascribe that to Barack Obama and just forget. He missed the whole Kanye um, West saying President Bush hates black yeah, hates people. Black people. Missed, they missed that. That was They're the like, thing. Uh, they're like people talk so much about race relations. Why didn't Obama end slavery then? Well, because he wasn't alive. So that's exactly. probably why. <laughs> like um, people are so stupid. They're so stuck on um, President Obama that they, they that they think he was like president for twenty years. Like there are things literally that they're blaming him for that was very clearly President Bush was in office. Like in one fact, though, the first time. 
if you want to donate, you could attribute um, President Obama to any slavery because he was president when Mississippi finally ended slavery in 2013. We're, we're not going through all that. Um, if you want to donate, uh, we have some routes for you to donate. The American Red Cross, you can text the word Harvey to 90999 to make a donation of $10. Or you can also go online to donate. Um, Salvation Army, you can text STORM to 51555 or call 1-800-SAL-ARMY. Um, and also all hands volunteers are on the ground um, in Texas. Donations will go towards supporting affected communities. Donations can also be made online and are tax deductible. We will have these links um, on our Twitter and Bro Talk Live pages um, for you a little bit later on if you would like to donate. Prayers to everybody in Houston. Um, we will do what we can to help you get back on your feet and um, we are praying for each family that is affected by this, people who have lost loved ones and people who are displaced and can't find their loved ones. Uh, so we pray sure. God's blessings and that everything turns out well for you. I also Resendo. posted links um, for uh, a donation. Um, I also posted links on my Instagram. Uh, if you, some people don't trust the Is this also. a show or do you like, are you your own, like you work for yourself or is this like a team? Like how does that work? Okay. I just think that I posted, um, you know, I also posted links. You read him post I recommend the Salvation Army because I used to work for them. I know for a fact they put in work, so I'll give my money to them. <laughs> Dex, you are one to talk all these little personal. Little you guys just need social media. Like, let's we can... <laughs> uh, oh yeah, Dex of all people, you out here. Sorry, we want to give people week. ways so they can get... help in different avenues. I'm just saying, if it's a show and you talk about don't it, say, we're don't, say, don't say, don't thing, say, don't say, uniform thing, and we should put all one thing. week, you were just saying about Wendy's little nasty three leaf salad. Shut your face. <laughs> <laughs> can't say they can't say Wendy's and asking the same sense around decks. Uh, I didn't hear it. Question number two: Does Stacey Dash have an intern? No. <laughs> Y'all don't even have a job. What do you mean an intern? <laughs> two uh, interns. She was watching. She was watching Maxine Waters on Black Girls Rock, and she posted this: "This is how you spend a corrupt media buffoon sucking <laughs> up her late in life fifteen minutes." Um, talking about congressman, congresswoman, I should say. Maxine Waters. She also uh, decided to apologize for that same tweet a little bit later. Let me clarify that an intern wrongly used buffoon in a recent tweet on Maxine Waters. I don't need to be disrespectful to disagree. Um, if you look at the time differences between these two tweets, um, one was done at 4.48 a.m. on August 24th, and the apology came more than a day and a half later at 10.34 um, a day later. She also said, calls for me to be, quote, black and act black or quote unquote rejoin the black race are endemic of people blinded by the left strategy of self segregation. Um, and I think this person wrapped everything up. The funniest thing about this tweet is Stacey Dash thinking will believe that she has an intern. So guys, does Stacey Dash actually have an intern that made this mistake? Yes. Again, the funniest thing is her thinking that we'll believe she has an intern. <laughs> Seriously. I'm sorry. Who are we talking about here? Produce this person who was then who was the intern, right? And, and you didn't even I mean, who, say like the intern, the you didn't even say like the intern will be dealt with or they've been fired or anything. So it's just like if you did, if an intern did do that, you're you you didn't apologize and say like, oh, this was wrong on their part, like you did nothing of the sort. So does she need to apologize? I don't think again? I've never heard of Stacey Dash. I think she needs to let us know what the punishment was for the intern. Like that's usually what people do. Like if people mess up, they let you know who did it and they let you know how they handled the situation. Just writing on Twitter that it was an intern, that's not an apology. You need to let us know how you handled it. 
She can't fire herself. She doesn't have a job. <laughs> <laughs> you can't even lie right. You, I would have lied and said I fired the intern. Like, come on. From what? <laughs> Who cares? Like, at the end of the day, she could have said she did it. Because now I'm questioning, like, well, what did you do to the person when they did that on your behalf? People are what? speaking out on your behalf. And what did you do about it? And why would you even enter social media handles? Like, that's so stupid. Whatever. Um, did Usher actually do it? This is a question that's raised because Usher has finally spoken out um, via his lawyer and legal documents saying that the woman who filed the lawsuit against him for getting herpes says nothing about the woman being tested prior to sleeping with Usher. Usher claims, quote, a previous sexual partner very well may have already infected her. So he's not denying sleeping with her. He's just saying that he's not the one who infected her. The papers also claim that the woman could have contracted herpes after the two had sex. He took it a step further saying that the woman assumed the risk of getting herpes by engaging in casual, unprotected intercourse and or oral sex. So none of these quotes did Usher ever deny sleeping with this woman. He just Amen. said he's not the one that gave her herpes. So did Usher actually do it? We all it doubted this when the story was Wait a minute. I have a bigger question. So you knew she was tested prior to sleeping with you for herpes and you still slept with her? And you knew she tested positive? No, no, no. He, no, he said, no, he said that another person, like she didn't know, like there was there was no way to prove that he gave it to her. It says, there, it says yeah, she did not have testing before she slept with him. That's what she's saying. That's what he which, said. Which is saying that she could have gotten it from somebody else, either before him or after him, depending on, you know, when they did it and when, when she decided to get tested finally. Um, yeah, you, you okay, did it. Was, Clearly, he's saying that I gave her herpes. He, he, well, he, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I take that back. He's not saying that he gave her herpes, but he's saying that he has herpes. <laughs> and he could have gave them to her, but maybe he didn't because she... He said he also, she also could have gotten it after. after right, her. but 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 you're still not saying I couldn't have given it to her because I, I don't have it. You didn't say that. He, he, also, yeah, he did say he didn't have herpes. He also didn't say that he didn't sleep with this woman, which is interesting, so... You watch watch what you say, Bill? As winter season watch comes. Watch, watch what y'all share that bliss decks. Winter's coming. Winter is coming. <laughs> winter is coming. <laughs> Perfectly said. All right. Um, that was a new segment of the show. Uh, only one real news story. The other two was complete stupidity. Time for QA. Uh Ty. It's time for Q&A where you all ask us your questions and we give you our expert opinion um, on the matter. Um, we have four different categories from which our brothers will choose. The first one is person, myself, place, friendship, thing, being a jerk. So that was something Jason submitted. Um, the next one. <laughs> you know, the funny thing is that that sounds exactly like me as well. Like the actual story sounds like something I would have wrote, but I promise you I didn't write it. Person, myself, place, and a thing, buying a home. Well, we can't help you with that. Um, next one, person, myself, j- um, place, job, thing, career change. That I'm I can't a weird expert in that. <laughs> <laughs> and the last one, at least person, husband, place, home, thing, gun ownership. Um, it sounds interesting, but you guys can choose. I won't insert my opinion. Will you pick? Well, let's go with this gun ownership. All right, let's see it. It says, my husband and I have been together for two years and thankfully we got 
Sorry, we get along beautifully and are best friends. There has been an one issue, though, on which we have never agreed. Should we have a gun in our house? We do not have kids and rarely do any kids visit our home. So that is not a factor. He believes it's the right thing to do to protect ourselves. I fear having a gun in our home could lead to a tragic accident, such as a friend entering our home and being mistaken as an intruder. I also fear that if, God forbid, I actually need to use the gun to protect myself, I would freeze up and not be able to use it. Um, and have the tables turned on me. In response, my husband has said that we should both um, go get, sorry, shooting lessons from professionals. Our neighborhood isn't the greatest, but I certainly don't fear for my life walking down, walking the streets. But one never knows what can happen in a crazy world. Overall, I fear that this disagreement will eventually lead um, to an I told you so situation on the part of one of us and whatever would lead to that would be a terrible occurrence. Can you take a shot at giving us some advice on how to come to a consensus? I feel like she's one of the um, smartest people has, that has ever written into the show. It's, she's considered everything. You. <laughs> right. She watches. I mean she, I mean, she definitely watches and she knows how we like to pick apart. <laughs> she really did. Um, so I'll go on record saying this. Um, research um, says, because I did consider this exact issue at, at a point and, and I'm still considering it, um, that if you don't use a weapon in that type of situation nine times out of ten when that situation occurs you won't be able to use the weapon so if you are going to do it you do need to make sure you know how to use it and do that frequently um so that when it does happen you do know how to use it because if you're just going to have it and then a situation occurs the freeze up will happen and you and you will not help yourself and the tables will turn on you. So I, what I'm saying is the consensus is if you do decide to have the gun, then you also need to decide that you're going to frequently practice using it. Um, I, I agree would, oh, 100% ahead. with what I just said. Like I'm, I'm 100% against guns, but if that's something that you want in your home, I guess you could go ahead and you do that, but like definitely know what you're doing before you bring something like that into your home. Um, I would say, um, so when I was growing up, my grandfather, he was a member of the armed services, but he was also a gun collector. So I grew up around guns. Um, my mother has her gun license. I have my gun license. Um, but you need to go and you need to get training. You need to go to the gun range. You need to learn, like do different things that will, that will sort of, um, help you train yourself God forbid the situation come about. Um, I would even say go on a hunting trip um, just, just so you can learn how to use a gun. Like, use your gun under pressure. Like, they have different classes where you have pressurized situations where they um, would... Uh, but they would, like, facilitate... Um, like actual events that may happen to you so that you are comfortable with using your gun. You know how to clean it. You know how to fire it. You know how to load a magazine. You know how to unload it. All those sorts of things. Um, having a gun is not bad. It's not people. That's like saying spoons eat cereal. Doesn't happen. People kill people. I'm personally not an advocate for um, firearms. Um, 
but that's just my personal preference. I just, I just feel like I don't, I don't, I don't really appreciate the advent of guns in our society. I feel like it's actually ruined societies in um, multiple ways from the start when it was gunpowder was discovered in China and all that other stuff. I'm not going to get into the history of guns. I really looked at it. Um, but if this is a cons- this has to be a consensus. This cannot be a one person wants a gun, the other person does. And I feel like you both have to be on board for this to work. Um, and you both, like they said, should get trained. You, if you know how to safely operate something, um, you're far mo- more unlikely to um, have a fatality when when you don't mean to. Um, and you you know practice makes perfect, so you might as well go out and get used to it if you're going to handle it. Um, if you don't feel like kids are an issue, I don't I don't understand what other hangup you can have. Um, as far as gun ownership goes, if you don't need to use it, then you don't need to use it. Um, if if they if your husband does have the gun in the house and in a gun safe, and you would not want to use it if you don't want the gun in the house, and you choose, hey, I don't want to even know that the gun's here. Just have him not tell you the code to the safe, and you know you won't even have access to the gun. So it's it's a really tricky situation, but I feel like you should be protected at all times if you do feel threatened. Um, but I think that's just a conversation for you and your husband to have. I don't think really any of us can give you any advice on how to battle this, especially if you don't know, you know, what you're leaning towards yourself. Good one. Um, can we put the screen back up uh, and just somebody pick one more? Yeah, let's do the first one. All right. Um, yeah, Jason wrote it. I did not write it, but it does sound like me. I will admit that. <laughs> Um, I'm 30. Jason wrote it. I'm 29. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a 30 year old man and I'm just starting to become aware of how much of an asshole I am. Um, I'm the guy who always has to have the last word, even if I'm wrong. That's like a really irritating Jason definitely wrote this. Oh, please. <laughs> If someone doesn't know the answer to a question or if they say something that they think is factual and I can prove them wrong, I never miss miss an opportunity um, to make them look stupid. I don't know if Jason is that bad. I think it's a lack of my own confidence. Um, Being that I'm I'm an only child and I'm small small in stature, I never played sports and often did everything solo. Um, so I built a brain wall to impress people, but now I realize not many people like me. They tolerate me. How do I change? Um, this really is actually point, I think we do have the expertise to help you with it. <laughs> um, believe it or not, and I'm not saying uh, Jason's this big asshole because in all honesty, he's not any more of an asshole than anyone else on the panel, um, including fake. I feel like we're all trained in the art of this this thing. This talent. Change comes, any type of change you make comes from practice. And so first you have to tell yourself or speak to yourself about not doing certain things. Like you know you're doing that. If somebody says something that's wrong, like for example, if someone makes a grammatical error, like I don't correct them in any way, shape, or form, not even in writing, unless I'm their teacher and I'm assigned to do that because I'm no longer into making people feel a certain way. So I just ignore it. So at first I had to like realize I'm being a real asshole. Every time so at one point you were this person. Just when it came to certain things, like I had to realize that if it's not going to harm anyone, there's no purpose of me like going on there being an asshole. So there's no reason. So I just stopped doing it. Like, I had to tell myself, 
That's a bad, I'm not going to reach, I'm not going to share the post. That, that I won't do. Like, if it's wrong, I'm not going to share it. But I'm also not going to be like, you spelled such and such wrong. Or that's a direct <laughs> use of pronoun interceding agreement. Like, I'm not doing it. Like, I'm just not doing it anymore. So just stop. Like, don't be an asshole. You don't have to do it. Well, for someone who has um, expertise in um, doing just that, posting things like there, there, and there, and um, other things, Bill, what do you think about this particular situation? Okay, so I post things like that because people try to be petty and spell things wrong. You can't be on social media trying to go off and you can't spell. You don't know the difference between there, there, and there. You are absolutely out of order, and I'm going to take every moment to get you together. But why? Because, but why? Do you have because you, because do you I'm have to? Really to like, what does it do together. for you? Like, how does it make you feel? I feel like if it cools the burning in my soul. If you're confident in yourself, you don't have to correct people all the time. I think that I is like correct, a, here's, here's, no. Here's the thing, though. I don't correct people all the time. More often than not, I stop. Like I've stopped doing the things that I used to do. However, oh. every once in a while. There's a petty spirit that rises up in me and I see somebody that's going off trying to be like trying to be petty with spelling errors. You I feel like if don't. someone is going off and their idea is ridiculous and I disagree and I want to counter the idea, I will counter the idea. I won't try to win the argument by saying you're you're well, you never even let me finish. Well, but well, you, I think you stepped in a pile of crap though in your statement. And it's difficult but to I, let I you finish. Ne- but I never even finished. I never even. But I listen, listen. Never the reason finished. I think it's so, difficult to I, even I, like. I, I, I never finished though. Like, okay, thank you. Because you know you're gonna so clean it up because I, he called you out. Like, like you're not. So are you going? Are you just going to keep talking? All right. So I wait. <laughs> right. So what I've actually started doing was I've decided, and I haven't even done it as much because I've gotten to a place where it doesn't matter to me. But what I'll do is I'll post it for everyone to see. Here's the difference, because I've recognized that some people actually just don't know the difference. So here is the difference between there, there, and there. So I won't do that because here's the... What, like, if someone is like going off about an idea and they're spreading ridiculous things, like some people are saying things that are very clearly racist, bigoted, all the other wonderful, all that wonderful stuff, and they make a grammatical error or a spelling error, like me going on there and saying you spell such and such wrong doesn't stop the fact that they're spewing these ideas. So if I'm going to counter the idea, I'm going to counter the idea. I'm not going to say, well, your idea, your invalid and stupid because you don't even know how to spell. So it's like an automatic disqualifier. Uh, Dex, what were you going to say about what Bill said? I think where Bill stepped in crap a little bit in his statement is that he said, like, there's a petty moment that comes in. I feel like there's nothing wrong with correcting a person. If you feel if you see something, they did something wrong or if you know they did something, there's nothing wrong with correcting them. The issue is when you try to, to play the person or make them look stupid. Like, for instance, this past weekend, Will was telling us a story. And Jason, you took it upon yourself. I asked him a question with, that he already addressed. Jason, you took it upon yourself to like play me or make me look stupid or whatever. I didn't play you. I and just said that. Well, that right, you can't tell me how I felt. You can't tell me how, my, how I felt. And it's like you do that, and it's just like the person just doesn't listen to you. Like they don't care. They should I didn't say you didn't feel played. I said it, I didn't play you. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter how you felt. It matters what you make, how you make other people feel. So then when you do stuff like that, people just don't listen to you. So like for me, like, like I've talked to Ty about this and he's really helped me like kind of learn the what the ways of doing this. It's like when you disagree with someone or something's not that really that important, like you really don't have to respond to everything if you know 
know, it's kind of like, okay, like what, is, what is the person going to get out of this? If it's not necessary, then you don't do it. But like a lot of times I'll, I'll see things that I need to respond to and I respond to them accordingly, but I'm never trying to do it where it's like unnecessary or for the person's going to be it like, it was oh. necessary because you were incorrect. Yeah, but in, when you say stuff like that, you prove the point of that. No, you're an it answer. was incorrect because he had already told us from the start. Right, but but like, but happened. did you? But what did that matter though? Yes, because I'm not, telling you that he not, had already referred not, to that point. It did not. Number but one. like when you when you're when you're I don't in like, hold up. My, the reason I did that because I don't like wasting time. So if we're gonna go, yeah, but like, over, it doesn't matter for you though. It doesn't matter. Did I interrupt you? It was his comment. Are we gonna share this thing? You didn't have to interrupt you. You didn't like to interrupt me, but you're Can talking I, about what I said. Can I interrupt you? Then let me finish. You sit back and you let me finish. Zip it. Uh, go ahead. What I was saying was that I don't like to waste time. So if we have someone over here that's trying to rehash a story that we had 15 minutes ago, a conversation that we already had, don't try to bring it back up. We already know the answer. Period. So sometimes when someone says something, you can disengage. Like you don't have to engage in that thing. And so that's what I do. Like that's why people are like, oh, why are you so calm? Because I disengage immediately. Like if I feel like I'm gonna argue <laughs> with somebody, I'm done. Like I, I don't have the energy, I don't have the time. Maybe Talk I about wasting time. There's no bigger waste of time than arguing with someone. And honestly, it really that's the so truth. I agree. That's why I just yeah, there's a bigger waste of time. And that's that's going over conversations that we already had. So that's a bigger waste of time. And yeah. I don't honestly don't feel have the need to be right all the time. Like I know I'm right deep down in my heart and I just let it go. <laughs> that's holiness. I agree. <laughs> Dex, I'm sorry that you're still hurt, but I, I still love you. Dex. I'm not hurt. I'm okay. I just I just use that as an example to prove that because you, you're saying this is your past. But this it is your time, so. This is you. This is how you're always going to be. I never said it was my past. I never this even spoke on the topic. I never even got to speak. Good. That was Ty that said that. <laughs> um, we're reclaiming our time. Reclaiming our time. Dex is BS report. Oh, my, I made it. <laughs> All right, so I'll be very quick. There is a family in Utah who's actually has a lot of hot water right now. So apparently they adopted a child and they wanted to do an experiment on the child and see if they can turn the kid's um, skin orange. So what they would do is they would let the child sleep in this, this dark room with only a mattress and they would feed him carrots every day. He would, feed, he would eat the carrots, eat the carrots. And then eventually people, he was six years old. So people were like, why is he not coming to school? Child Protective Services came to the house and then they, they were mortified to see the living conditions of the little boy. The parents have now been ar- arrested, but the kid did have an orange tint to his skin. Why um, did you ask Donald Trump how to get him orange? <laughs> there, it, there's a new thing that's coming out. It's called This Is Real. It's actually kind of interesting. It's a haunted house that's going to be in New York City. So what it is, is you go to the haunted house. It's very simple. You you're, you get kidnapped along with uh, some other people. And oh what God. happens is they take you to a warehouse in Brooklyn and they tie you up. And then what you have to do is you're watching the television screen of your friends getting murdered in the other haunted house. And you have to figure out a way to escape the room yourself before you're murdered. And to me, it seems kind of cool, but a lot of people are just not here for it. There's a petition to get this pulled down because they just don't think it's safe to be transporting people from one location to another location. And I think it's a little barbaric to watch your friends get murdered while you're sitting there trying to use your wit to get out of a room. Lastly, there is a new trend that's going around. It's called coconut. Um, So what's happening is young men are getting coconuts and they're drilling holes in these coconuts and they are... um, Doing what? relations with it. So 
The reason why this is not a good idea is because the, the founder of this, he's actually come out, he spoke out and he's like, you know what, like, you guys should not do this. So his story is that he he got he bought the coconut. He used it one time or whatever. And then like he liked the feeling. So what he did was drill a hole in the coconut and he used butter as a lubricant. And then he, you know, he did his business. He liked it so much that he continued to do it with the same coconut. Um, he did say that he noticed in his room there were a couple flies around, but he didn't think he just figured it's an open coconut, so there's gonna be flies. So he swatted the flies away, obviously. But he didn't realize though, and that he the flies got pregnant. The flies got pregnant. Well, he found out <laughs> the hard way that um coconuts open coconuts with butter around it are a perfect place for maggots to lay eggs so when he get yeah when he, when he decided ooh, stop. okay all right. have relations with the coconut one more time he pulled out and he noticed there was an infestation of maggots on his private area many trying to crawl inside of his body um and that has been dexter's bs report for the week try getting that little hole <laughs> So he didn't look inside of it, like he ain't blow it out and nothing. Like, well, because it's like it's like a hole. So he's just going inside of the hole. It's not like it's yeah, open. You don't look top. inside of it first and see if something's in there. Why would you though? Like it's like you put the butter in there. That's your lubricant. I'm just like, I, don't look at me like I'm supposed to know. I don't do coconuts. That's gross. Okay, I mean, it just seems like. I don't think coconuts will be very sterile. So after you do what you well, do, do you like wash it out or do you just leave well, it? That's why I'm saying you should look. There's, a, there's also a thread of other people like coming clean about like how they've had similar experiences with the maggots. One person said they got stuck in there and it like it cut off circulation to their private area because they didn't make the whole uh, thing. What, like, what is this? Why, why is it a thing? Why would you? What? Right. Like that's what y'all get. <laughs> Trends. One pickings out there. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> This is top three pot. Thanks for your BS report, Dex. We appreciate it. Wonderful, no wonderful problem. stuff. Here. Really uh, educational. Time for seats, Bill. Uh, I, I had some seats, but I'm just going to switch them. All of them people having sex with coconuts. Yeah. Like <laughs> my seat's going to go, go to Taylor Swift. I'm sorry. Were you going? In? Are you still going? No, no. Go ahead. Knock yourself out. My seats for Taylor Swift. Um, not not for that. I haven't seen the video. I haven't heard the song or anything like that. So it's not because of that. Uh, it's because she has this new thing where she um, it's basically has a Ponzi scheme going on. She's now going to give people early access to buying tickets for her show, something that I would honestly never have a problem um, worrying about doing because I'm just not interested. Uh, but she has this Ponzi scheme where she set up where fans who brought who buy merchandise or who buy certain things through her Taylor Swift store on her website um, will be afforded first access to tickets. Um, so that means that the richer that you are, the more stuff that you can buy, more merchandise you buy, uh, more times you post on social media about Taylor Swift, um, that you will have an advanced um, place in line when tickets become available for her upcoming tour or whatever like that. You also be given First priority, I guess, for the album when it comes out and all this other stuff. My thing is Taylor Swift, someone who claims that you're for everybody and you think, you know, you're all inclusive and no one should be restricting anyone. This is exactly what you're doing. You're telling people if they can't afford to buy two of your shirts, then they should just wait in the back of the line for your for your tickets when your when your concert comes around. And it's very, very confusing too. And I wonder how that's gonna work for people who work in radio, because you can't do that. 
Exactly. I mean, that's that's what she's trying to do. So it's it's supposed to be a new way to um, encourage people to stop scalping because they're saying, you know, scalpers always have a, a robotic way or an automatic way to get tickets before everybody else because they write code and stuff like that. So this is a way that they can have a Taylor Swift basically fan club where you earn points by buying merchandise and retweeting and liking stuff on Instagram and sharing stuff on Instagram for her. Uh, you're basically working for Taylor Swift in order to get first priority. Um, tickets when it comes to concerts. It's ridiculous. So, um, Smart. Just Smart. as a help to those people, um, Taylor Swift can put me at the very, very last of her priority list. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, I don't even actually want to be on the list at all. <laughs> so you guys can have our spots. <laughs> so my seat this week is going to go to members of the money team. Like, So this weekend I watched the fight. Two seats I tried to give out. One, this weekend I watched the fight. I didn't pay for it. I watched it on the live stream, right? And at one point during the live stream, this man who's like streaming the fight from Tennessee stops and pulls the fight down and just starts playing his damn mixtape. I was like, <laughs> what are you doing? Like, you can't do that. So that's uh, number one to that guy. The second seat is going to go to people who like, okay, you watched the fight. The fight was great. Or you didn't like it. You liked it. Whatever. That's fine. Say that. But don't come out and say you're part of the money team because you look stupid. You can't say like, I'm a Floyd Mayweather fan when you sit around and you just like forget things that he's done in his Pass. And I'm not even talking about the attacking of his wives and stuff or girlfriends. I'm talking about the fact that he was sitting front and center at Donald Trump's inauguration. You complain so much about how much you hate Donald Trump, but then you want to say you're part of Floyd Mayweather's money team. Who supports Donald Trump? Like, come, you just can't do that. Say you like the fight. Just say that. Say he's a good athlete, but just don't say you're part of this man's team because you look stupid. That's it. All right. Uh, Ty, did you give a seat? Oh, I don't have a seat, but they'll come rolling in soon, I'm sure. <laughs> You know it. All right. Wonderful show, guys. Don't forget, uh, if you're a fan of the show, uh, don't forget to like this uh, little thing that you're watching. Just scroll right on down and hit that like button. We'd appreciate it. Um, If you haven't subscribed, right next to that like button or right above it, uh, there should be a subscribe button with our little name on it. Um, Tell a friend about the show and leave a comment if something you like, something you didn't like, and um, we will take it into account. Don't forget also to submit a question at com slash questions. We do have a podcast that posts the day after every show. Hit us up on iTunes. Just search for Bro Talk Live, and you can listen to all of the podcasts that we've had all this season, including ones from um, April Rain, which we had last week from the No Confederate Movement, and uh, Matthew Cherry. Both of them are going to have a podcast soon. More details on that a little bit later. Um, this has been another edition of Bro Talk Live. Do you guys have any questions, comments, concerns? Just one thing. Um, this weekend, with the the end of our Bro Talk Live concert sum, summer concert series, we've been posting like different videos and stuff from concerts that we've attended over the summer. And this weekend, we're going to end it at Made in America. So if you guys don't have tickets to Made in America, you can log on to Bro Talk Live um, and our Instagram page, and you can actually see footage from Made in America. All right. Um, Ty, anything? Good? Uh, my heart and my mind is clear. <laughs> Sleepy, that's what it is. Bill, anything? I'm with Ty. All right. Um, everybody, pray for pray for Tweet. Um, apparently, she is in the hospital for blood clots in both what? lungs and oh, her right God. arm. So pray for the singer Tweet, um, a.k.a. Oops, Oh My, if you know that song. That goes my shirt up over my head. Yeah, so pray for Tweet. She's in the hospital right now. 
Um, hopefully things will be better by the next time we report to you guys. Uh, this has been another edition of Bro Talk Live for Dex, for Ty, for Bill. My name is Jason, and we're going to end you with Dex's smiling face. Uh, <laughs> don't forget to donate to everybody in Houston. We'll put the links up right after the show.